Growing up with a dad who worked at Radio Shack definitely had its perks. Not only did I become quite proficient at driving remote control cars, but my family always got all the newest technology as soon as something newer came out. <laughs> we may have always been one model behind, but this meant that we had a computer before most of my friends, and I'll always remember the time my dad allowed me to call into a radio yodeling contest from our new, probably used car phone, a giant box with a large antenna that was suction cupped to our car's roof. The call must have cost several dollars a minute, but I was so proud when I won, and it didn't matter that I may have been the only entrant, or that the prize was tickets to a yodeling contest that it turned out we weren't even able to attend. You have learned a lot of Rabbi Simon trivia tonight. I found myself thinking about Radio Shack as I thought about this evening, partially because I remember what installing a program onto our Tandy computers used to entail. In today's world, a new program or app is immediately installed onto your computer or phone as soon as you click OK, and updates are automatically installed as soon as a new version is available. But I remember the days when installing a new computer program or even a new version of a program you already had meant sitting at your computer with upwards of a dozen floppy disks. I'll show you guys what those are another time. Waiting for the screen to tell you to enter the next one until the process was complete. This kind of installation was far from automatic and instant, but rather it was a process that took time and constant monitoring. As we celebrate this evening, I can assure you that this process has been far from automatic. So many people have helped to make me who I am, and so many people have worked so hard to make Sharet Tzedek what it is. And we owe a debt, of, a debt of gratitude to all of them this evening. I grew up with a family that loved the synagogue. And when my dad wasn't working at Radio Shack, he was teaching or volunteering at our temple. And taking a retirement lesson from Rabbi Bernholtz, he now spends more of his time volunteering in his two synagogues and as a Jewish chaplain at local hospitals than many full-time employees. My brother is a full-time youth director at a synagogue and plantation, and my mom worked seven days a week teaching preschool and religious school for as long as she was physically able and a little after as well. I could not have asked for better teachers in my life. My friends, whom you've heard this evening, represent so many friends, colleagues, and mentors who've guided me in so many ways. But these three, as you heard, are extremely special to me. And as I've thought about this evening and who I might want to share it with us, it always came back to the three of them. I am so grateful that they are here, and I sincerely hope that many of you will continue our Shabbat experience with them tomorrow morning. As you've heard, Shabbat for the body, mind, and soul, and stomach, there are bagels. And having Cantor Elson and Barbara here this weekend from Shirami in Bucks County, along with a few other Shirami friends, 
means so much. The three years my family spent at Chirimi were so special to us. They trusted me enough to try many of the new ideas with which we're now experimenting at Sharid Sedek. And Cantor Elson, who was preparing for his retirement and could have resisted this young kid and all his craziness, stood by me every step of the way as a partner, a teacher, and a friend. The Shirami community was with Jason and me as we started our family. They even gave me a Rosh Hashanah off, and we could not be more grateful for what we will always remember as a sacred part of our lives. And before I get to Rabbi Bernholtz and our amazing team and to all of you, Shari Tzedek, the community who has nurtured me, sitting at that computer, patiently inserting disks as I've updated and grown up with you all. I want to go back to Radio Shack for a few minutes because I especially found myself thinking of those Radio Shack days five weeks ago when I attended the Synapse Summit at Amelie Arena. The conference is organized by two of our congregants, Mark Blumenthal, who's here tonight, and Brian Cornfield, who was one of four members of our congregation listed in the most recent Tampa Bay Business Journal's 40 Under 40. There were over 5,000 participants. Some were entrepreneurs, some inventors, some investors, some trying to get a small business off the ground, and many extremely successful businessmen and women who wanted to get a better understanding of current trends in the technology and business worlds. I ran into many congregants. Mark will have to talk about a minion next year. And the first reaction of just about all of them was, it's cool you're here, but why are you here? <laughs> now, I have to admit, part of the reason I was excited to attend is that I have a slight obsession with Shark Tank, and I have a few different product ideas if anyone wants to partner with me. <laughs> but our proceeds will go straight to Torah Circle. <laughs> I've always loved technology, and I definitely felt like that kids standing in Radio Shack seeing all the new gadgets as I tried on what's called a Magic Leap headset, experiencing augmented reality with virtual creatures who were interacting with the physical space in which I stood. I heard the founder of the company talk about using the headset for meetings in which you could virtually share a physical space with those thousands of miles away. As we're working here on improving our live stream experience, I wondered, could this be the future? Those who can't be in the sanctuary could one day, rather than watching on a phone or a computer screen, wear a headset that makes them feel as though they're in the sanctuary. And if we want to be really crazy, those in the sanctuary wearing the same headset would see them sitting next to them and would be able to interact with them in this space as well. Don't worry, Richard, that is not in the budget for next year. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but for many of you at one point in your life, being told that you would make a phone call from your car sounded crazy. And as my dad placed that giant antenna on our car's roof 30 years ago, or as my friends and I played Oregon Trail on our Tandy Color computer, who would have ever believed the power and technology that we all carry in our pockets every day? Who can imagine where we'll be 30 years from now? 
But as much as most technological innovations may have seemed crazy and out of nowhere, they weren't. They were built on the foundation of what came before them, and they evolved from their origins to address needs and opportunities that were unique to their time. The main reason that I was so excited to join with 5,000 entrepreneurs and forward thinkers is that I believe that Judaism has always embraced both evolutionary and revolutionary innovation. Becoming a people and remaining a people for over 3,000 years required entrepreneurial and forward thinking. It required change in order to remain relevant in a modern world. After all, if the Torah would not have commanded centralized sacrifice, convincing those who were used to sacrificing outside their own homes that they had to take their sacrifices to the one temple in Jerusalem for the priests to perform their offering, that Torah never would have been passed down to the next generations. If that priest-led sacrificial worship at the temple hadn't evolved into a synagogue prayer and observance-based culture with innovative rabbis at the helm, we would have been left with nothing after the destruction of the temple 2,000 years ago, and we would not be sitting here tonight. And if those same rabbis hadn't embraced that spirit of legal innovation, we wouldn't have Shabbat candles, four cups of wine at Passover, or Hanukkah. And if Reformed Jews hadn't continued that spirit of innovation in Jewish life, we wouldn't have had instruments reintroduced into worship. Cantor Canizaro, Allison, Tanya, and Jesslyn would not be on the bima with us. And my guess is that the majority of the Jewish world, including most of us, would have been lost to Jewish life entirely. But none of these changes occurred in a vacuum. Each followed the principle of finding basis in the traditions that came before them, utilizing biblical and Talmudic text, minority opinions, previous innovations in order to adapt to new situations, ensuring every step of the way that the values that guided those texts remained ingrained in the innovations that evolved from them. Where Judaism succeeded in evolving, Radio Shack did not. <laughs> they missed in their attempts to modernize while at the same time gave up on the foundation of what had made them successful in the first place. This is where we come back to Shari Tzedek. Under the leadership of Rabbi Zalanka and then Rabbi Sunheim and then, of course, Rabbi Bernholtz, Shari Tzedek always stayed ahead of the curve staying honest to our roots and the values upon which we were founded, while evolving appropriately in ways that kept us relevant and meaningful to our community. When conversations started about my potential return to Tampa, one of the questions I asked Rabbi Bernholtz was where he would hope to see the congregation in five years, and this is something Rabbi said to me that I will never forget. He told me he didn't have any expectations but he was confident that this synagogue could continue to change and grow. And he told me that he would be disappointed if things didn't change. That's who Rabbi Bernholtz is, always gracious and always humble. As the assistant and then associate rabbi of Shari Tzedek, I hit the jackpot with Rabbi Bernholtz as my senior rabbi.
Not only did I learn from his example of how a rabbi leads and cares for a congregation, nurturing relationships, showing flexibility while maintaining integrity, but from day one, he allowed me to be this community's rabbi, involving me in things that from the beginning, it would have been easy to say that a 26-year-old ripe out of school wasn't ready for. He made me a part of the conversation as he envisioned the direction of the congregation, and he gave me the freedom to try new things, letting me take credit when they worked and sheltering me when they didn't. Under his guidance, I learned so much about how this congregation came to be, learned things that worked and things that haven't. And because he trusted me, you, the congregation, grew to trust me as well. And that's what allows me to stand here this evening in a new role. And if I hit the jackpot in a senior rabbi, I really hit the jackpot in a rabbi emeritus. To say that having Rabbi Bernholtz and Donna often sitting in the congregation is humbling is beyond an understatement. But it also is my joy. Every time I've called Rabbi these past eight months, he's been there ready to offer a helping hand or to give advice and always supportive no matter which direction I've gone. Not only that, but he's continued to be a partner and an innovator as we continue to strengthen and grow in our programming for our members 55 and over. I also owe a deep gratitude to Rabbi for putting together an amazing team. To be able to nurture innovation from within an organization without disturbing that all-important foundation requires incredible people, and that's what we have at Shari Tzedek. Cantor Canizaro is not only a partner as we dream up new musical ideas, but her amazing energy and talent add to every element of our congregation. Rabbi Farb has inspired me with his thoughtful sermons and the level on which he can connect so deeply to so many of our congregants. Mark Levine is a true gift to this congregation, and he's not here because he's working somewhere. But as I've always told him, I consider him to be a part of this clergy team in so many ways. And now we're going to get to a lot of people who aren't here because they're working on getting ready for our next step. Sherry Stein is such an important part of our community. So important that we're not letting her retire completely just yet. <laughs> so you'll hear more about her soon. Make sure you put May 10th in your calendars when we'll be honoring Sherry's 25 years on staff and hopefully the band will be playing that night as well. Jody Cohen has taken the reins of our Amy Gail Buckman Preschool without a hiccup, bringing her own innovative process in a way that has honored what has made our school so successful. Donna Wood, who calls herself the religious school lady, truly embodies the kind of love for Jewish life that we're trying to teach to our students in the Flom Religious School. And Lindsay Dewey has gone far beyond her role as youth director, providing opportunities for congregants of all ages to connect to this community and to their Jewish lives. And the staff that you don't always see in front of the crowd, Deborah, Sarah, Teddy, Barbara, Liz, and Lisa, Ming, and Marty, our amazing maintenance staff, Mike, Freddie, Kim, and Omar, the security guards and TPD officers who greet us with a smile while keeping us safe, and the teachers and staff in our schools who make each of our kids feel loved and connected. These truly special and unique people, all of whom 
dedicate their lives to this congregation. These are the ones we truly celebrate tonight as they make the work of this holy community truly possible. And as our Torah was passed from Rabbi Bernholtz through the loving arms of our past presidents to Richard, our current president, they represent those members of our congregation who have given so much of themselves as financial supporters and volunteers, board members, committee members, choir and band members, all of our members, all of you, who are committed to keeping the gates of Shari Tzedek open wide for generations to come. This Torah is yours because you wrote it. This sanctuary is yours because you built it. And we are all here for you because our Judaism is only valuable so long as all of us are living it. In this week's Torah portion, we are introduced to Betzalel and Aholiav, two artists who are endowed with a divine spirit of skill, ability, and knowledge in every type of craft and are commanded to build the Mishkan, the portable sanctuary that would travel with the Israelites in the wilderness. This Shabbat, as we celebrate a new chapter in the life of this congregation, we thank God for the spirit of skill, ability, and knowledge that has guided the artists who built this holy place, Shari Tzedek. And we pray that they and all those who continue to build this place will continue to be guided by that spirit. For while the music may be different, the chairs may be different, the rabbi may be different. The reason we are here is the same as our founders 124 years ago and the same as our ancestors throughout the generations, that we all may be guided by our Jewish values to strive to live as God would want us to live. Jason and I moved our family back to Tampa because this family is our family and this home is our home. We both are committed to building with you, working side by side with all of you, as we create a home for our joint family together. The Jewish people were commanded to build a sanctuary so that God may dwell among us. Sometimes our sanctuary will have a choir and sometimes a band, Sometimes a guitar and sometimes a piano. Sometimes our sanctuary may be live streaming in our homes or in a podcast on our Monday morning commute. Sometimes our sanctuary will be found on Facebook or Instagram. And at some point, our sanctuary will be something that we couldn't even imagine today. Sometimes our sanctuary will be a playground an art museum, a community center, or a home. Sometimes our sanctuary will be creating a sanctuary for those in need. And sometimes our sanctuary will be seeking relationships with those whose sanctuaries look quite different from ours. Sometimes our sanctuary will be filled with laughter, music, and joy. And sometimes our sanctuary will be flooded with our tears and given strength by our love. But whatever our sanctuary may be, 
May it always be one in which all of us dwell together. May we build a sanctuary that honors and builds upon our history, that is relevant and honest to today, and most importantly, a sanctuary that inspires us to live in a holy way, a way in which God would want us to live, ensuring that God will dwell in this sanctuary, in all of our sanctuaries, and in the sanctuary that lies in each of our hearts for generations to come.